Welcome to another episode of How to Sell Your Coaching with your host, the Coach's Coach, Wayne Sutton. We invite you to listen, enjoy, and implement these proven methods in your business today. Hey guys, welcome to another episode, another episode of How to Sell Your Coaching. I'm Wayne Sutton, and I have my friend, a just genius in the marketplace. That's the full introduction I'm going to give you today, Saba. Saba Ali, I want to say thank you for jumping on board. She's with Creating Unforgettable Brands, and thank you for coming on board and just sharing with our with our team, with our listeners, uh, the secrets behind, I guess, or what you feel comfortable sharing with organic marketing. I know yeah. you built a very successful coaching business and you help other people do the same through organic instead of paid ads. And uh, I know there's a lot of confusion between those two. Which way should I go? And yeah. I'm really excited to have you on board. So thanks for jumping on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is by far one of my favorite things I enjoy doing throughout the week is jumping on doing these interviews and providing so much value to to your audience. So yeah, no, I'm an open book to everyone, you know, that's that's watching. Feel free to ask questions. You Wayne, like go ahead and ask and ask me anything. You know, we'll, we'll go into detail about every single thing. So I'm excited. Okay. What are you expecting for Christmas? Well, so ask anything. It's Christmas season. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I actually don't celebrate Christmas. I'm Muslim, so a trick question. I don't really celebrate. So I'm not really expecting so you, so you will be careful next time to so ask me anything except Christmas. <laughs> okay. All right, so, all right, so thanks for playing along with me. So in all seriousness, the way I met you, which I thought was very interesting, was I met you through an organic post. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you had posted maybe maybe a VA. I don't know, but I'm assuming you had posted it. You asked a simple question, and this is the importance, guys. I really want you to grab a hold of this. I don't know. I do not remember what she asked, mm-hmm. what she was giving away. All I remember is that it started a conversation in Facebook Messenger, which led to me and you getting on the phone together. And um, so, definitely, your system works. But can you explain the difference for those that? I mean, most people should know, but some people don't, and some people are afraid to ask. What's the difference in organic marketing, paid marketing, and why did you choose to go that organic route for your business? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, so quick backstory, which pretty much led me into my business and why I chose organic. So for me personally, I've been in the online space for a few years now. I started to build up my foundation and my brand when I was actually still in college. And when I was 19, I'm 24 now. So what I realized when I was first in college was I wasn't necessarily selling anything back then. I was just creating content online, sharing my story, and people just started to follow me because I would talk about how I would go to networking events, how I was actually working with a mentor at a time and in his business, you know, learning about branding, marketing, PR, and I would, you know, go to red carpet premieres and fly to different events. And it was interesting because I was I was developing this like career in in like the field of entrepreneurship when I was still in college. And I realized that people really loved the journey that somebody was on because it felt like they were also a part of it. Right. So what happened was, you know, I actually like people start to come to me asking for help. I'm like, okay, like, how are you creating content? How are you sharing your story? How are you building an audience? So what I realized was 
okay, like I wasn't even selling anything back then. It, it was really just the personality and the persona and the identity that I had created that people really wanted to like quote unquote buy into, right? So once again, I didn't like pay, use any paid ads to build up my following. It was simply just by creating content, right? So eventually I got into my field of coaching, right? Helping other online entrepreneurs, business owners, coaches, consultants sell more of their high ticket products through organic marketing, which pretty much is content based, right? So people that are just new into the online world into marketing, organic marketing is simply you know, there's different forms that you can do within organic to attract clients and convert them into paying clients. But typically organic is, um, you know, posting a piece of content, have a conversation with someone, get on a call with someone and then close them as a client. Or if you are selling some sort of lower, high, lower product, um, low ticket, a few hundred dollars, even like a few dollars. It's as simple as once again, creating a piece of content, driving someone to a funnel, a website, and then they purchase on there. Um, now with paid media, that's, that's something different, right? You know, you can do Facebook ads, YouTube ads, Google ads. Um, you can pay influencers to shout out your products. If it's like on Instagram, that's really popular. And it's basically paying like, um, a social media platform or a person to shout out their product and get in front of the right ideal client so they can buy. Right. For me, um, the reason why I didn't necessarily go down that route is because I really understood the value of like a loyal audience and building a relationship with people that were following me. Um, and me too, like I went social media 24 seven scrolling through and running across a lot of ads. I cannot remember the last time I bought something through an ad. <laughs> yeah. So, so in my eyes, I'm like, okay, like if, if I won't buy something from ad, typically like my, my audience isn't going to do the same thing as well. So that was kind of like the baseline of why I really start to go after organic because it was much more controllable and I understood the concept more. So we can go more into detail, but that was sure. kind of just, just a basic. So. No, no, no. I love that. And so I love one thing you said there, creating a, you're, you're creating a brand for you, people that follow mm -hmm. you. Now, having a shout out from an Instagram influencer, I think, um, I think there's, you know, that is paid organic. That's kind of a hybrid there. Uh, but the point is you need to make sure that person really resonates with your brand. Yeah. There's a lot of people on Instagram that do fashion, that do different things. Yeah. You find somebody that's into that. Having somebody that works as I work with coaches, um, I don't think that's going to really mix unless you're finding that influencer in there. So there's a lot of, you need to know who your audience is. I think it's most important. Um, organic marketing, how has it changed? And I love that you're 24 years old and you're successful. I love that. Uh, I always tell my story. I started as an entrepreneur at 13 years old and um, I have succeeded and failed from that point. But yeah. when it's in your blood, you just have to continue. I was running ads in tabloid magazines at 13 years old. And when my kid, you know, my friends are all worried about other stuff. Yeah. I knew I had to, I had to reach more people, but organic marketing, even over the last few years, I'm seeing a shift because I think when Facebook ads first came out, um, as with any platform, people jumped on it. Money was cheap. You could buy exposure cheap. Mm -hmm. and it became harder and harder and harder. And now people are moving back towards organic. Yeah. Is the fact that almost everybody seems to be doing organic, is that hurting or how is that affecting the marketing? 
Yeah, I don't think so. I think it's really weeding out people that are actual like experts in the field versus people that are just putting out like fluff in order for people to buy. Um, because like the thing is, people will say like the industry that both of us are in, it's really saturated. Um, but one of the main reasons why I want to say, and for me, like I really focus on like creating that unforgettable brand for you is like the truth is people will buy into you as an individual versus the product on its own, right? Because like in reality, like you can find every single thing that I'm teaching through my paid programs on Google and just people just don't do that because of time, of energy, and they want like a, like a proven step-by-step -step formula. Um, and one thing that I also really like to talk about is like it's when people are buying a product, they're more so buying into an identity something that's new and transformative for themselves. And a great example I love to use like when I speak on stages and really explain people like the concept of branding, it's it's the feeling and the experience that you're creating for your consumer, right? So for an example, why do people buy like designer brands, right? Like Louis Vuitton bags, Rolex watches. It's not necessarily like the material it's made out of, right? Like no one would really care less about what the bag is actually made out of, sure. right? But it's more so like when someone buys that, when they're carrying it around, it's a new level of status that they've, they've reached, right? They've embodied a new identity and they feel um, and act and walk like a certain way. So it's the same thing um, when you're in the coaching industry. Like people see um, people like me, people like you, people like Greg Cardone, Gary V, and they like they're role models to them. Yeah. Right? So that's why they buy into their products because they want to live a lifestyle similar to them, right? So when I like look at other coaches within the industry, I see coaches like doing that. They're successful at it. Then like a good majority of them, they're just so focused on selling their product. Um, so I don't think it's it's getting too like saturated and it's like a bad thing people are doing organic. I think it's really just testing people to see how creative they can really become with their own brands when they're, um, you know, posting content online. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I know you work with clients very similar to the way I do. We help them create the content, the brand identity structured into a, a system that they can go out there mm -hmm. and help other people. What would you say is the number one reason people fail in organic marketing? Everybody wants to know the secrets of why it works. Um, but why do people fail at it? Is it consistency? Is it content? Why? I'll let, I'll, I'll let you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So if it was like one thing I would say, it's simply consistency. And that's honestly like with any type of business that you're in. Um, over time, the more consistent you get at it, like eventually it's going to work. Um, but with that also being said, with organic, there is a strategy that comes with organic, right? It's not just posting content every single day. It's a combination of doing um, like organic um, promotional events, which is like workshops, masterclasses, challenges, live trainings, doing launches and having that synchronicity with just daily content as well. Um, like when I work with my clients, we have a specific like cycle that we're following in order for them for one to stay consistent with their current leads that they have right now, but still bring in cold leads um, and build new audiences and nurture as they're growing their business. Um, but yeah, I mean, like with organic, it's like you have to be consistent, right? You can't just show up one week and then two weeks you're like MIA and then show up again. 
right? Because over time, like people will fall in love with you as an individual, as a person, and they're going to wait for you to like post on Instagram, post on Facebook, wait for you on your live videos. So like you really build this type of community around the audience that you are, you are creating yeah, that's good. That's good. One of the questions that I get a lot is, Wayne, where should I start in marketing? And I think it does go back. People are looking to, they're looking for the magic bullet. They're looking for the one thing to say that's going to draw in all of the clients. What I really love about you, what I've seen from you and learned from you, Saba, is it's that consistency. And I love what you said. Maybe it's a workshop, a retreat, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a podcast. But the difference is, I think too many people is just they immediately go pitching who they are. Here's mm-hmm. the pain. Here's the pro- and something I thought was very neat. I don't want to give away your 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 formula here. For years, I have taught there was uh, four different P's, and then I heard you say three P's, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and it was so funny. And that, that's just that the point we've learned from different mentors, we learn from different people, but. I'm like, she's teaching what I'm teaching here. It's so amazing. It's, it is helping people go from that place of pain or, or their desire to the promise. But there's always that process. And that process mm-hmm. is what you get to bring and you get to intrigue people with. Because there's too many people going, oh, you want to lose weight? I'll teach you how. You want to mm-hmm. get rich? I'll teach you how. Wow. And, um, and that's without the process or without the proper positioning, which is mm-hmm. what I'm mean. First, you have to position yourself through case studies, through your own knowledge, etc. Um, so we talked about why people fail. They're not consistent. Your either your success or maybe a client of yours, their biggest success. What would you say overall is the one key? I guess consistency would be a key, but what's another key? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I'll actually talk about one of my current clients. Her name is Lauren. Um And she pretty much started from zero, right? She wanted to build an online coaching business doing similar to kind of what we're doing, but really focus more on like that mindset piece and utilizing that to create a new lifestyle. So coming into working with me, she just was really confused on like the steps she needed to take in order to actually like build a real business online, which typically a lot of people have that same struggle, right? So like for her, the main thing is that really allowed her to go from like zero to 10K and now she's scaling to 25K this month um, is understanding how to actually operate as a business owner and create that new identity for herself. And typically people will say it's like the strategy and like the copywriting, which is, which it is like we've worked on that too, but it's really developing that new identity for yourself too, because I've been through also my fair shares of like failures and I've gone through dozens and dozens of coaches and courses and mentors. And there would be programs where I went through and I got no success and it was primarily because of my mindset and how I was showing up. I didn't feel like I was able to build a six-figure business. And that showed in my actions as well. So like with my client, Lauren, when she finally got into her rhythm and felt really aligned of, hey, I'm a business owner now. These are my daily actions I'm taking every single day. It became so much easier for her to stay consistent as well because there wasn't so much like resistance for her not doing the actions, right? Mm -hmm. Because again, it comes down to consistency. So yeah, for her, it was really that transformation embodying a new identity. Um, 
And that's something that I really like, like it kind of goes back to the branding piece. Yes, you're creating identity for your ideal client, but you're also creating that new identity for yourself. Uh, yeah, and I think one thing that I started with, a, you know, just a little humor there, I did not, first of all, I didn't know that you were Muslim, but we talked about what do you want for Christmas? Yeah. I identify, yeah, I'm, I'm a Christian minister, so I definitely identify with Christmas. Yeah. Um, and so uh, my daily activities even saying Merry Christmas to somebody that doesn't celebrate. That's just my identity. Yeah. Your identity as Muslim is that's not. So you operate from a different identity. So mm -hmm. if it's true in something as simple as a holiday, it's true in every other area. If you identify as a business owner, uh, I was doing a training a while ago for a group of coaches. And I said, if you do not carve out content every day, then because I'm not, how often are you carving out content? And it was very sporadic. And I said, where's your 30 minute block in yep. the morning that you are creating? And if I'm wrong, tell me, you know, jump in here. But I take 30 minutes every morning and I create content for two reasons. One is for my ministry, but other, I create content for business. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that content really grabs people. Sometimes it doesn't. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, if it does grab, I just try to expand upon that. If it doesn't, we just kind of, wipe it away and go next day is is a daily block how you would recommend or how would you recommend somebody create content yeah yeah so what i do and what i teach my clients is actually batch creating your content for a week in advance um so for me typically i actually create all my content on saturday morning and i block up 90 minutes um and for me it's more so like an energetic state i'm in Right, because I used to do it when I would just create content like daily and I would do it in the morning. But I found like I'm I'm in a creative state only for like a certain amount of time and then I have to like switch to another state if I'm like coaching or if I'm like on sales calls. And that would really just like drown like down my energy and I wouldn't have any energy like in the afternoon. Right. So for me, I have found I don't know why, but Saturday mornings just work really well for me. And I just block out 90 minutes to create content for the entire week. So that way, during the week, all I can focus on is like coaching my clients, doing sales calls um, and doing things like this, right? Doing interviews. So my clients really enjoy that, too, because when you are creating content, like you still have to put thought and time and strategy into it, too. Sure. So if yeah. you're already taking like what you said, 30 minutes to create a piece of content for a day, why not, you know, find sometime throughout the week and doing it for like 90 minutes, two hours, how much time you need to just do it for the week. So you don't have to get back into that state of like creativity because, you know, even just like mentally when you're changing states all the time, it does cause you fatigue throughout the day as well. So I always tell people find something that works best for you, but I just find that that works really well for me. That's a great point. It's a great point. So because when I'm doing video content, uh, I do batch that. I'll batch yeah. seven videos in one time. I'll change a shirt, maybe. Right. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I'll use a green screen so I can change the background, but change the shirt and um, and keep the camera above waist level. And I, I mean, I can just go and just go and go. So that's right. Batching content's amazing. Um, now, I definitely want people to be able to get in touch with you to find out more about you. Uh, we'll have your website there below. Um, any other thoughts, anything you would like to share? Because um, I'm really impressed with what I've seen from you. I've studied and teach both, you know, inside the coaching realm. But having that organic really honed in, I, th I think one of the biggest things, because we're talking to coaches here, is yeah. the profitability. If you have a 5K coaching program, 
but you spent 4K in ads and marketing and to get it, you made a thousand. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, I have worked with coaches. I worked with one coach and um, I was celebrating Saba, their, their two comma club award from ClickFunnels. And he said, it's not all you think. Mm-hmm. Don't discount the million in revenue. He said, also, just don't discount the 920000 I spent to make it. Mm-hmm. Thought, Whoa, what a point here. So if you organic, I know you still have business expenses, but there are a lot less than paying thousands in Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram ads. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. And a great thing that I also love to kind of explain of like the ROI that you're getting like with ads versus organic is like organic, it is a lot more controllable, right? Cause when that, like for me, when I realized kind of my system when it came to organic and when I also work with my clients, like they, they figure out a system that works for them, like over the course of like a few months, right? And eventually like if you're just starting out, it's basically probably just you on your own, like doing all the work. Right. Eventually, when you start to create like SOPs of like, okay, like how am I posting content? How am I having conversations through Messenger? How am I having sales calls? The thing is, like, you can hire a VA and, you know, pay them like a few hundred dollars a month and basically like duplicate yourself and duplicate your income versus spending, once again, a few thousand dollars on ads. Not sure if you're getting qualified leads and you're not sure if you're going to get that ROI back. Right. So, like, in the beginning, I just feel like organic is much more controllable. And eventually when you get to a point where you have your organic in place, then it's good to use ads to um, you know, bring in cold leads to your profile, to your Facebook group. And then once again, nurture them using the organic method. So you assure that you are actually closing them. And so once again, cold leads to like a webinar, get a phone call, then they're still not gonna close because they have no idea who you are. <laughs> exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> So, um, yeah. so I want to say thank you. You have been, uh, this has been a really great, I really appreciate this. Um, so everybody check her out. There's her website below. Uh, I found her on Facebook. So I know they can find yeah. you there as well. And um, just, you know, get her information, hop on a call with her. I'm sure you'll be amazed at what you find. Uh, I want to say to our, uh, to our audience, thank you so much for jumping on board. If you want to know more about what we do and the Wealthy Coach 2.0 case study that we're releasing, then jump over to howtosellcoaching.com. Jump over to case study, very short little video and learn more about who we are. And I do appreciate it. And as always, if you say, hey, Wayne, I want to bypass all of this. I've been following you. I love you to death. You're the best person in the world. Then jump over to callwithwayne.com. Schedule a call, 15, 20 minutes. Let's see what we can do together. Saba, thank you so much. And I appreciate you jumping on board. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again for listening and be sure to pick up your free resources to help build your coaching or consulting practice at howtosellyourcoaching.com.